good day and welcome to Holding Fast. How is your anchor holding today? Is it gripped firmly to the unshakable rock of the Word of God? Great to have you today. I trust that you are starting your day off right. And I know I say this every time we have our podcast, but I just want to encourage you to be a student of the Word of God. In the last podcast, we talked about the the question that I asked my congregation this past week, and that is, are you a Christ, just are you a Christian or are you a disciple? Understanding that they are not all the time the same. There are a lot of people that call themselves by the name of Christian, but they're not genuinely disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I spoke of that uh, quite a bit in the last podcast. I want to develop the thought a little bit in the next couple of podcasts because I believe this is essential today in our American Christianity to think a little bit about the, uh, the, the, the genuine definition of what it means to be a disciple of Christ. Uh, if you have read your Bible at all, and maybe you've heard it preached on before, you will... Uh, be taught perhaps at some point that and and uh, told that there are only three times that the word Christian or Christians appears in the New Testament itself. Now that's a little bit of a a, a remarkable statement, is it not? Uh, here we are as Christians, uh, as disciples, hopefully, and we would like to think that the Bible uh, takes up the topic of Christian uh, a whole lot. But there's only three times in the entire New Testament that that word occurs. It occurs in Acts chapter 11, verse 26, which is our verse for today. Uh, it occurs in Acts 26, verse 28, and it occurs in 1 Peter chapter 4 and verse 16. And we're going to take some time and look at those because every time that the word Christian appears in the New Testament, there is either a... Uh, a, a circumstance, a situation that defines what that word is. In other words, those that were called Christians, those that were uh, uh, were described with the word Christian, have some definite characteristics about them that makes that word apply to them. And I want to take some time in doing that because the Bible is very specific and precise about its definitions. And I think it would benefit us a great deal if we would just take some time to see what the Bible says is true of Christians. So we jump into it today, and we're looking at the first time that the word Christian appears in the book of Acts, or anywhere in the New Testament, in chapter 11 and verse 26. The Bible says there, And when he had found him, talking about the apostle Paul, Barnabas was looking for him, and when he had found him, he brought him unto Antioch, and it came to pass that a whole year they assembled themselves with the church and taught much people, and the disciples were called Christians first in Antioch. Uh, this, this is a specific word that was used. We don't know if it was done in mockery by the population of Antioch that they look at this sect of people called Christians. Uh, the word Christian itself is made up of uh, really two parts. The I-A-N ending meant the party of or the people of. Uh, a Christian then was the party of Jesus, uh, kind of like saying Jesusites or um, sometimes uh, 
uh, a dis disparaging term, at least it was used this way, called Jesus people. Uh, in other words, they are a group of people that were associated with the man, Jesus Christ. Uh, it was a word that probably was used to mock the followers of Christ. Antioch was actually famous for its readiness to jeer and call names and use witty uh, statements that de designed to slander other people. But as the people of Antioch called the followers of Jesus the Jesus people, the believers appreciated the title so much that it actually stuck. Um, and uh, by the way, I believe that that's what we all ought to be called is Christians, but that Christian has to be uh, described and defined in the correct way, in a biblical way. Let's talk about this. Uh, people are called Christians because of several reasons. And in this particular context, uh, we learned that even in the ministry of Jesus, that he expected his disciples to be active followers. They weren't just to be Christians in name only. They were not just to have that kind of a title before their name. But in reality, they were to be his followers. Do you remember Matthew chapter 11 and verse 28? An important passage. Listen to this. Jesus taught his disciples this by saying, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. And then verse 29 in particular is important. He said, Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. The yoke there that Jesus is referring to meant teaching, his teaching in as, as a rabbi and as a leader and as a master. Jesus was saying that his teaching, in contrast to the other rabbis that were available in that day, who literally loaded people down with heavy regulations and heavy extra-biblical uh, teaching that tried to add to scriptures and weighted, weighted it down so much Jesus, in contrast, is saying that if you take my yoke upon you, if you listen to my teaching, instead of weighing you down, instead of, of, of uh, caving you under with such a heavy burden and load uh, of regulations, he said that his burden is light. And if you want to find rest, you've got to take up his yoke. You've got to take up what he teaches. You've got to listen to him, to embrace him, to walk in Jesus' teaching, to literally make the application of what he teaches to the way you live your life every day. You've got to learn from him. And that's, and by the way, that's the, that's the definition of a disciple. It's what a true Christian does. Christ's people were called that because they made a commitment to following him. Luke chapter 9 and verse 23, the Bible says that if any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross, how often? Daily and follow him. Uh, that is the, that is the uh, call of Christ on your life today. 
Uh, listener, I don't know who you are or what your background is, but I want you to know that Christ is not just a storybook character that can make your life happy. Uh, he didn't come to make you happy. He came to make you holy. And what he's doing is he's calling you to, uh, to take on his yoke, his burden, because it is, and as he says, it is light. It is not a heavy burden that you have to carry. But when you come to Christ and you learn from him, then something transforms in your life. Uh, people who were Christians in Christ's day made a commitment to following him. Uh, they were not content to live by their own old values and desires, but they were transformed radically in their entire life. And these are some characteristics that I think if you're going to be a genuine disciple of Christ, uh, even those who, who of you who once had a vibrant love for the Lord, if you're not careful, you can be distracted by lesser things. Uh, I was talking to someone about this today, that there are many things in this world that are not bad in themselves, but if I allow myself to, or, or, or allow them to become the love of my life, all of a sudden things change and Christ begins to diminish. I want to encourage you and redirect you back to what is absolutely most important. I would suggest to you then in Acts chapter 11, verse 26, that those people were called Christians, were called Christ's people because they wanted to follow him. They passionately wanted to know and obey him better. They had an absolute obsession with coming to love the Lord, to discovering who he is and what he taught. Uh, John 14 and verse 15, the Bible says, uh, Jesus said this, if you love me, you're going to do what I tell you to. If you love me, keep my commandments. Uh, your obedience doesn't earn you salvation, but it is a reflection of an inner change that salvation brings about. Your new identity in Jesus uh, creates a, a hostile environment for sin. Uh, it's not going to flourish there, but instead you're going to have a fruitful environment for being obedient to him. You're going to want to make him known. Uh, you're going to want to uh, have the fruit of the Spirit in your life. Uh, the reality is that there will always be a beckon and a call from the, from the old habits of our past to listen to Satan's temptations in our life. But, you know, you identify now as one of Christ's people. You're a Christian. You are a disciple. Uh, and um, that is a secure understanding of who you are in him. And then to the degree that you seek him out and his spirit, uh, uh, someone who is a true disciple will desire to live up to that identity. I want to cover this a little bit more in the next podcast, but I would ask you today, are you one of those who's made that commitment to follow Christ to make him the king of your life, to, to passionately seek him out and know him better, and to live up to your identity in him. I think that he's pleased when we do that. I'm praying for you today. I'm asking that God would bless you and help you as you walk in, in obedience to his word and as you really learn to love him and know the sweetness of his presence in your life. Will you walk with Christ today? Will you allow him 
to dominate your affections and your love and everything that makes up who you are, that you're living to be one of Christ's people.